All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. As always, today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that will teach you how to do exactly that. And now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite show. Today, we got Lisa and Edwards with us. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Tyler. It's amazing to be here. Of course. Grateful to have you here. And thanks for like coming on the show. I know you're, you're all the way in Australia. So it's I am. Saturday morning dedication. I love it. It is. As we were just saying, it's like I've been up for an hour and, you know, it takes me that long to get ready and it takes you five minutes. Yeah, I think it was less than five minutes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So sorry about that. That's okay. So to, to kick us off, tell us a little bit more about you and, and what you do. Okay, so what I do, I'm an author and a screenwriter, and I've got three books, um, which are a series. Uh, they're called Can't Fight Fate, Chasing Butterflies, and Seed of the Sunflower. And they're based around um, a, a sort of a 40-year-old-ish woman and she's obsessed with psychics and the psychics basically tell her this guy that she's going to meet and it's uh, throughout the book we see her dating various men. They have to fit the criteria of the psychic um, and, you know, she's... She's not a stupid woman, so this is she's a, an entertainment lawyer and she's got a really strong career, but this is where she kind of goes weak at the knees with these guys that the psychic has described. So, you know, it's kind of a, it's a comedy sort of um, series and, yeah, you'll get a, a bit of a laugh at her dating uh, experiences. Nice, okay. So, yeah, and apart from that, then the screenwriting stuff, so I've got... Um, can't Fight Fate is uh, been written into a TV series as well. Um, so I've got a pilot for that out and that's getting shopped around. And then I've got two feature films. So one's Blink and that one's filming uh, at the end of this year. And that one's, uh, it's kind of a, it's a dark thriller. And um, it's four women uh, taken simultaneously and uh, they're given the ultimatum that three will die and one will live. And they need to choose so and they're locked in a room and there's a man that gives them rules so as to <laughs> how they're going to choose so it's, it's quite you know scary and it's it's quite revealing and it makes uh, these women face the choices that they've made in their life and um yeah and then the last one um is called Coin Runners. It's a feature film as well. So it's based on, I'm a crypto trading analyst as well. Um, and um, I've been doing that for quite a long time. My brother is believed to have invented Bitcoin and he is Dr. Craig Wright. And um, yeah, so I do that. And Coin Runners is based on a true life story of a guy that I know and the crazy stuff that he got up to and how I was involved in that. And yeah, so it, it's basically a story of a, a year of my life. Wow. All right. So yeah, 
I got a lot of questions here, okay? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Okay, so, wait a second. Okay, so, okay, first question. I don't want to forget all these that are coming to me. Okay, first question is this, this, the three book series. How mm -hmm. did you, I always find like fiction writing to be so interesting. Like I've only written nonfiction books. Yeah. So like how did you like, come up or like what was the process to like come up with the storylines and like how did you do that like I okay so um <laughs> it always revolves around a guy for me it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like normally them breaking my heart but anyway um yeah so the I had the psychic readings are my own um, and they're contained in that book, in each book. So in each book, we start with a new psychic reading. So the first uh, book has a psychic reading from when I was 21 years old. And um, so basically, I'm that crazy girl. I don't do it anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm that crazy girl that went, okay, you don't have green eyes or you don't have, they were sort of, they were meant to be blue green eyes. So um, they were meant to be blue and in certain light, they changed to green. So that was the psychic sort of description. So every time, you know, it's like, hey, what color are your eyes? <laughs> so, are they changing color? And it's like, so I was, I was that crazy girl and I was um, kind of seeing this guy and yeah, he, he, sort of met so many criteria that the psychic had given like you know his uh what his job was and uh what he was uh you know sort of places he would go and color of his eyes and you know that sort of stuff he had a dimple in his chin and he had a dimple on his cheek and you know just there from over the years i've realized that they're quite generic things mm -hmm. <laughs> not overly generic they're like yeah but it's so you know if you're dating guys then within this book she can you know meet guys that all have this criteria and not necessarily match so yeah yeah i think it's so it's kind of like you took your your own like it's from kind of your own life but it's fiction i was but like you, yeah yeah the none of the stories are true so yeah, yeah, but you did. You kind of took from the foundation of your like that because that's what's always kind of been interesting. It's like, where do you even begin? So you began with like just of kind of your story a little, used yeah. piece of it, and then created a fictional series. Yeah, so all, all my friends kind of think it's kind of crazy that, um, you know, these psychics always say the same thing. And um, I'd be like, oh, I went to another psychic because she said the same thing. This green-eyed, blue-eyed guy kind of exists. And, you know, he's a Leo or he's just, he's on the cusp of being a Leo. And, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. It is because I, I actually happen to be green, blue-eyed and a Leo. So <laughs> that's a little freaky in all honesty. Um, so <laughs> it must be you. It must be you. It must be me, man. That's this. <laughs> that's part of it. Um, cool. I like uh, when, are you, when are you available for a date, or is that too far? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm coming to Australia. Yeah. Flying from Miami, I'll be right over. <laughs> that's cool. Um, that's funny. Oh, that's so funny. I had to point it out because you literally like described me. That I was like, this is getting strange. Um, 
<laughs> no way. That's so funny. I just had my birthday, August 13th. And yeah, blue, blue with a little greenish tint. You might not be able to tell NASA. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay, so the other thing that really caught my attention over to more like the business side, and I just to make sure I wasn't sure if I was mixing fictional and real life. So I wanted to mm -hmm. make sure. Yeah. You said your brother, they have invented Bitcoiners or explain that? That's correct. Okay, so my brother is Dr. Craig Wright. Okay. Um, he is the Australian guy that is, um, well, he, he invented Bitcoin. So I, I believe he did. I know he did. I've, I've you know, been around him a long time. So he hasn't proved it 100% in the public. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you know much about cryptocurrency, but. I know um, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is known as the creator. So, yeah. and that's my brother. That's so crazy. <laughs> How is this possible? This is so I know, it's sort of crazy, isn't it? So, yeah. That's so cool. I know, because I've heard, like, I have um, one of my friends, and I'm going to butcher this, but yeah, I know a little bit about cryptocurrency. Not, I'm not, like, well-versed or knowledge in it. But one of my friends, he owns this company called Block Geeks, and the co-founder of it is the father of the guy who, who started Ethereum. So I get, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. So the, yeah, of Vitalik. So yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know him personally, but I know, you know, I'm like one. Yeah. So, and I've learned some stuff from him. Like he told me about Bitcoin. I think it was like 600 a coin at the time. So that's what Oh, I, did you buy it? Yeah, yeah, I did buy. So oh, I got that's a <laughs> and I did the trading a little bit. But for me, what happened is uh, it started to get a little, like it was consuming my whole life. Like I would. Oh, that's, you know, that's. Yeah, so that's where coin runners come in. So it's it's about sort of that, you know, overlapping themes of drugs, of you know, addiction and all of that. So it's like she's addicted to this guy, and they're both addicted to cryptocurrency, and you know, so you've got these overlapping kind of themes of you know that all happening. Yeah, it it was like that. So for me, it was like because you know how it went up to twenty grand, like it went up to yes, so like, yeah. You know, I was watching everything just blow up and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and yeah. like, so I think I, if I remember, I sold some at like 17. So like, you know, it was, it was great. But then like it started going, it was so uh, uh, fluctuating. Volatile. Yeah. So it's, it's a really volatile sort of um, currency. It's probably the most volatile one there is. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so I would be like working on, you know, Authors Unite, my business. And then like every five minutes I'd like, I'd like check um, GDAX. It was GDAX or Coin. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my God, it just went up $2,000 in five minutes or whatever. And like, eventually I got to the point where I am now, whatever I have, I'm just like holding, just like letting yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I made some money, but like the, the mental like thing it was doing to me, I was like, it's not working anymore, dude. Just business. Like. That, see, that's funny because that's the open to that movie. And it's like, um, you know, the start of that, the, the week before it hit kind of almost 20,000 is the start of the movie. And they're, you know, they're watching the, the charts and they keep coming back to it. And it's exactly what you described. So, yeah. and every, everyone I talk to about that moment is, is just like, I couldn't look away. I couldn't do this. It was like, it was such an addiction. And yeah. yeah. It was, well, and you got people like, um, uh, what, 
McCaff or McAfee? John McAfee, yeah. He's a, he's a character, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, it'll go to 500,000 or somewhere, 100,000. And I'm like, what do I do? Like, 20 grand's great, but 500,000. So, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot. So, are you still trading now? Like, do you still Yeah, yeah. So, that's what my uh, Twitter following is. So, um, I've got 30 plus thousand people on Twitter and I post charts and I've got a trading Discord called Satoshi Sisters. And we're in there and we're helping people to learn to trade and, um, yeah, and just, you know, giving signals when to buy, when to sell, that sort of stuff. So, yeah. And hey, what better source than than you? <laughs> Come on, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it works that way, but yeah. I wish I could just go, hey, Craig, uh, what yeah. price is it going to be tomorrow? I was <laughs> yeah. just thinking that. You just hit your brother up, you're like, yo, pull the lever. <laughs> so, all right, so, all right. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be nice, but no, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you got that and then another book so how did you get into the into the screenwriting like how did you like build connections with people for because that's a that's a leap i know a lot of people that write books they want to turn it yeah. into movies so how did okay. you so before before writing books we need to go back before so um yeah so i in australia i owned a company called visions mcp and it's a modeling, casting and promotions agency. And we did, uh, we found work for actors, models and um, promotional talent. And so within that, uh, I have a whole network of people in Australia. Um, and probably, uh, probably 2008-ish, I started traveling to, maybe a little bit earlier, started traveling to LA to build connections for my business. And, um, you know, to get actors more work in the States because there was a lot happening over there with the feature films and, you know, there's a lot more money for them over there. So I started traveling doing that. And, um, yeah, I, I've always sort of written down all my thoughts um, because that's kind of psychologically how I got through anything. Um, you know, I'd sort of, I'd write it out and I'd go, okay, that makes sense. And, and that's why I started, uh, you know, friends were saying, you've got to tell this story about the psychics. Nobody's going to believe it. So <laughs> that's how that kind of all started because I was writing down the thoughts. And um, yeah, so the business, um, the modeling casting agency helped with the contacts. And then um, there's, if you're in screenwriting, there's a lot of uh, services similar to yours that you can use to help, you know, get your script up to, you know, being perfect or as close to as possible. And um, one of them that I've used is uh, Roadmap Writers, another one's uh, Blue Cat Screenplay, and they both help with, um, particularly Roadmap Writers, get you in front of executives. So um, you can pitch, which is the hardest thing because you've got eight minutes. Yeah. And you need to jump in on, on Skype or on Zoom and you've got eight minutes to impress them and to basically sell the story. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it didn't happen that way. That We, uh, we got blinks on, but it, it, that's a long sort of, that was through friends of friends and, you know, the, my, I've got a co-writer on that one and she approached somebody and, you know, it got picked up that way. But it's 
it's such a long journey. Like that film is eight years in the making and it's filming at the end of this year. So it's, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that'd be a cool show. You know what I mean? You know, there's like all these shows. So it'd be like you, you get on with Blue Cat and then they, put yeah. the, they film it like the, the, the pitch. And then that's the show. Like you watch people pitch like their ideas. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually really interesting. So it's like you get on um, with these companies and, you know, you're pitching and you can watch everyone else's pitches because there's maybe 10 people in a row and you're all on this session and, you know, you're sort of all pitching and you're like, oh, wow, I could use that in mine. And, you know, that I like the way he did that sort of thing. And, you know, so you're sort of picking up um sort of tips as you go yeah yeah Yeah, that's interesting so so okay so all right (laughs) you wear cool i Um, do so okay so we where we started i want to kind of come back full circle real quick How, how how do you write so not necessarily you know the concept but like how are you how do you get into like writer's flow and like how are you writing like you're on your fourth book. So I know our audience, they, they would love to know this. So that's why. Yeah. So I constantly write notes in my iPhone because I've learned over the years that if you have a great thought and then you don't write it down, it doesn't exist anymore. It was just a great thought at the time. You're thinking, oh, what was I going to write down? So yeah. um, you have to write it down in that moment. So if I'm really busy, I'll quickly jot some notes in my iPhone in the notes section. And then I'll come back to that and I'll go, okay, what does that mean? What is that thought? And I'll expand on that. And if it fits in the book, then I'll put it in. Um, My books are never written in order. Um, They're kind of written all over the place, even though, you know, they're sort of, (laughs) they're a trilogy, but ideas come to me at different times. And I'm like, oh, that, that might make a good idea in the book. So I'll sit there and I might write a chapter of the book and then it sort of, it gets maybe used or maybe not, or maybe broken up and put in somewhere else. Um, But it's, yeah, it's just a matter of writing down the notes or writing down the ideas when they happen. So um, yeah, so my phone's full of like ideas and I'll be putting, you know, kind of probably once or twice a week for the book, I'll sit down and I'll um, actually give it maybe half a day and I'm sitting there and putting all the notes together and compiling it. And I kind of know where they fit at that point, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the flow and then I can write around them. So it's, it's always about writing around the notes that I've made during that week. Yeah. I love what you yeah. just said. It's so, I think that's the biggest thing that like hinders people is they're, tr- they try to write in such like a perfect way. Like it's, you know, yeah. got to get the title first, got to get the subtitle, then the introduction. And I think that's not the way like the creative process works. Like no, it's messier than that. It's more fun than that. You know, like, and um, cause I, I'm the same as you, my iPhone with notes I think I might be wrong. I can't remember if it was 5,000 or 50,000. I know that's a big difference, but I have, yeah. I email myself at least 20 times. I do, <laughs> I do the same because I think if I lose my iPhone, I'm going to lose the notes. So. Oh, yeah. Every time I thought yeah. I could be at the gym, I could be running, whatever it is. Anytime yeah. I type it in the notes, email it to myself. At the end of the day, I go through all of them and then I yeah. you know, organize or whatever. But I think that's, it's, it's such like a simple practice, but you're so right. Cause like, 
everybody I think has like good ideas, but like a lot of people are just like, oh, I'll remember it later. And no, you no. don't. You never remember it later. It never happens. It's like I've sat there for ages trying to remember those notes and I'm like, it's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's gone. This is gone. Like, it's like it was the best idea. <laughs> yeah. You've got to, um, and I can't remember, there's like a book about this. It's, I think it's called like Big Magic or something. I can't remember. that. that oh, I, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. She yeah. talks about doing that. Yeah, and it's like, there's like, she talks about kind of process too, where it's like you, um, you know, like when you're in flow, or it's like you're more receptive to those ideas. Like, yeah. So that's what I realized, like exercising or like hiking and stuff. That's when a lot of those things come to me more naturally. So, <laughs> that's the same as me. I'll be on the elliptical or I'll be in the gym or I'll be, you know, in the shower. I get lots of ideas in the shower. Yeah, yeah, and and this is a, it's such a good thing to to think of is like um and it's also say like uh you're trying to solve a problem right you can yeah. you can like really zero in and like keep like banging your head against it and like try to solve it or if you just go on a walk and like just forget about it the problem will like sometimes like solve itself like yeah it'll, it'll come to you if you step away so I think that's like what you're saying with the writing of a book you're not like necessarily sitting down and like forcing anything. Like you're just like allowing ideas to happen. And then mm -hmm. when enough of them, you order them however it's meant to be and then yeah. and have a book. So um, yeah, I love, it's awesome. It's just. Yeah. That, I find that's the most, uh, like if I sit down and I'm like, and I think that's where the term writer's block comes from. Like if you don't have those ideas at the time and you're trying to force them, like you were set, you said, it's like, they're not going to happen. So I just write down the crazy ideas as they happen. Yeah. That's, yeah. Same. <laughs> the right way of life. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, cool. Well, listen, I think uh, if you're down, we might want to do a longer one sometime, a longer interview. Okay. A yeah. Lot. Sounds great. I got uh, so much. But uh, yeah, this was this was incredible. Uh, and I'm sure our audience wants to know. So leave us with this: where, what's the best place to connect social media? And then you have yeah. a lot of stuff going on. So like, uh, there's for different things. So hit us with like the Twitter for that. Okay, okay, Twitter. You can get me. Like I'm always on there, so I'm addicted to Twitter. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, if I see a tweet, I'll answer you. Um, so it's Lisa N. Edwards, um, pretty easy to find. Looks like me, got a photo. And um, so you can find me there. Uh, Instagram, Lisa underscore N underscore Edwards. Mm -hmm. And you can find me there. Uh, Facebook, Lisa N. Edwards. Um, uh, my website where you can see what I'm up to and doing is lisanedwards.com. And yeah, so that, that's got all the links to everything. So if you want to check out IMDB to see what I'm up to with my films and with my acting, so that's uh, Lisa and Edwards as well. So yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you for coming on, Lisa. It was fun. Thank you, Tyler. It's been amazing.